This is why I love Bad Friends of El Paz and Socks and this 52 inch waist. Because nobody listens. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is uh, Bad Fans with All Pants and Socks and Fifty Too Much Waste, and I think that's it, right? You got right, it all right. Oh, what finally, man. <laughs> Bravo. I'm probably batting, like, what am I batting to? <laughs> I don't know, but let's see if you can go two for two with our episode number. <laughs> uh, this is episode number 67. <laughs> <laughs> if only we were that high. <laughs> oh, dang it. I thought I had it. Sixty-three. Ah, You're one for tonight. <laughs> I should have just... Well, at least I'm batting 500. <laughs> there you go. There's a positive thing. I got it. <laughs> at least I'm batting 500, so... Um, but, anyway, uh, Tim, we got some big news this week. Some very, very big news. Uh, Lester and Gomes are, fi- are, are with the A's. Maybe that's the second biggest news because, come on, the biggest news we got this week is uh, the Yankees and Red Sox making the first trade together in about <laughs> years when you got Stephen Drew. I mean, how are you going to top that? Yeah, it's like it's like uh, the the Yankees just want uh, Jeter to sit on the bench. <laughs> he's actually playing second base. Oh, he's playing second. Which he's never played before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the Yankees have given up this season. <laughs> <laughs> they won't look at it that way, but by the way they're playing, yeah. Well, by the time this episode goes up, uh, they'll, they'll probably be out of the race. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, they're in third, like yeah. two games or three games above uh, 500. Yep, and six back of the East. And I think like three or four out of the second wild card spot. So, yeah, it's not looking good. <laughs> well, there's still hope with that wild card. Barely, but <laughs> there's still some hope. <laughs> but you, man, uh, the A's better make it to at least the ALCS versus the Tigers. <laughs> man, if they don't, if Lester turns out to be Jim Johnson again, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with baseball. Well, <laughs> well, I think it's going to be pretty hard to have a 10 ERA. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they they gave away a five to a player in, Cesp- in Cespedes. And so if if this uh, I was about to say Jim Johnson, uh, if if this Lester thing doesn't work out, I'm sorry Tim, I'm done with baseball, I'm done with the A's, I'm done with sports in general, <laughs> because I mean they, they pretty much have four starters. I mean four aces now. Yep. They have Gray, they have Lester, they have Shark, and they have Casimir. <laughs> you don't even call him by his real name. Right? No, I don't know how to pronounce it. Like Samarzidija. Samarja. <laughs> Samarja. <laughs> I just call him Shark because yeah. that's what everybody calls him on yeah. Twitter. <laughs> so, I mean, if, if they don't make you with four aces, I mean, so man, they're, they're doing something wrong. <laughs> your whole sports fandom is riding on John Lester. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And, and uh, the hope that Billy Bean made a good decision by sending a five-tool player which they could have had next year to the Red Sox for Leicester. Well, 
I think you're going to be just fine. <laughs> I don't think you have to worry about your sports fandom unit. Yeah, I know, but what scares me is the I mean, Tigers in December. Yeah, but if you're if you make it to the postseason, with I mean, not December. Sorry, what oh, yeah. I said in uh, the postseason. <laughs> I didn't even hear you say December. <laughs> yeah. As long as they make it to the ALCS against the Tigers, and even if they lose that, I think it should still be. I mean, sure, you'll be disappointed, but I, I think you should still uh, stay with the A's for another season, <laughs> at least. I mean, they could he could lose once to nothing, so you can't fault them for that. Here's the thing: the Tigers always win the ALDS, no matter what. They always win it. And they either lose the ALCS or they lose the World Series yep. in four games. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's what scares me, the ALDS. Just got to make it out of that first round. <laughs> Not to mention, I mean, yeah, you, you can say that you trust Lester Moore uh, in the postseason, but it they're still going to go up against David Price and uh, Verlander. Who hasn't been that great this year, so... Well, he wasn't that good last year yeah, either. Dominant in the postseason too, so that's a whole yeah. different animal. But you gotta look for the different avenues of hope that you can lean on. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's a good piece of advice to him because <laughs> I don't know. I I'm I'm just nervous about Saturday, this upcoming Saturday when uh, when Lester makes his A's debut because I just hope everything goes smoothly for him. I just hope. It doesn't turn into another Jim Johnson situation or Jason Hamill. Nah, unless it's great under the pressure and under the spotlight, he'll be fine in yeah. Oakland. And the fans are probably going to give him another boost of energy too. There, <laughs> yeah, crazy yeah. Oakland fans. I don't know about you though. I mean, just as even though Yankees didn't do that much, I just love the whole MLB trade line day, <laughs> trading deadline <laughs> days. I just keep a track of everything that goes up, going on, like. Have the sports like radio stuff going on, checking yeah. Twitter all the time. So it's just a fun day whenever that happens, especially when tons of big trades happen. That particular yeah, day. I mean, I, I don't know what you listen to, but I listen to the MLB Network on Sirius. Yeah, XM. exactly. And man, I was I, I was stuck on that station the whole day, that whole de- trade deadline up until the end. And man, I. <laughs> I'm I'm with you Tim. I love that the the uh, trade deadline, and I, I'm also glad that um, this trade deadline and you know any trade that the A's do, I'm glad this time it wasn't another. Wait, who who's that? Who who are they trading for? Yeah, uh, I, I'm just so glad it's not one of those situations. Yeah, it's cool because it's like. Old style like baseball trade. It wasn't for any prospect. It was like straight up major leaguer for this major leaguer, which is cool. Yeah, and a complete surprise too. I did not expect uh, Lester. I really yeah. didn't. I thought Lester was going to go to the Tigers or another team, but I did not expect Lester to come to Oakland. Yeah. So until he pitches and bombs, you should be in a pretty good mood until <laughs> the yeah. postseason starts where you're all nervous that he has a bad game, but you should be a happily Oakland A's fan. Yeah, I am. I am. It took me by surprise, and I was I was surprised and excited, so I can't, I, I can't really complain. I mean, I haven't seen the guy pitch for Oakland yet, so, and, I mean, his track record is near flawless, so, you know, I can't really complain. Yeah, it makes you think of that. Maybe too bad uh, the different comic book companies can't do trades. Like DC and Marvel trade different superheroes and properties <laughs> to each other. I'll give you uh, Shazam, 
Kyle Reiner, Green Lantern, and I'll throw in an upcoming hero for Spider-Man or something. Yeah, and if uh, if Marvel was the A's, had the A's budget, it would probably be like Plastic Man. Yeah. Only the, the, the pre-New 52 Plastic Man or something. Yeah. Or uh, Mr. Fantastic is like an even swap. Yeah. Or like some just crappy... Like, no-name villain that you saw once in one storyline back in the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it would probably take a lot more to get Spider-Man from the offer I did. It's probably have to be, like, a straight-up Batman for Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. No, no, Batman would, good, would go for uh, uh, Iron Man. No, it'll probably take uh, Batman for the whole X-Men and mutant characters he's that big. <laughs> no, no, no. To, to trade Batman first, it would be like a three-team g- deal. So they they bring in <laughs> they bring in image, yeah. <laughs> and then so, some stuff would go on, and then they would they would give away Batman, or DC would give away Batman for like uh, the X Men, all the mutants, uh, Spider Man, and some cash considerations, or a player <laughs> to be named later, <laughs> a hero to be named later. <laughs> yeah, hero. Heroes to be named later, but 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 I mean that's strictly a a Yankees deal right there. Yeah. That's not a that's not an A's deal. But there's three different teams involved. Yeah. Oh, come on, see how much fun that would be. Comic trading deadline day. Let's get that happening. Yeah, or we should just do that ourselves. Like you can be Marvel since you know Marvel better, and I'll be DC because I know DC. Well, I would say I know Marvel better than DC, but I know Marvel better than you do. So, like. yeah, yeah, well, yeah, better than I do. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, I think we should do that next year around the trade deadline. Yeah, <laughs> and Dustin will probably kick us off his uh, site after that. <laughs> but I was gonna say we could be uh, baseball or GMs for a day, but just in the superhero comic book world. <laughs> Yeah, you could be Billy Bean, and I'll be Brian Cashman. Yeah. Unless next year uh, Cashman's out of a job. <laughs> but you need to be pressured by like your um, your higher ups yeah. to <laughs> sign players that are overvalued. Yeah. <laughs> like that Japanese guy. What's his name? Uh, Tanaka. Hey, he was living up to it. No, 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 not not Tanaka in the nineties. Oh, like, Rabu. Yeah, yeah, the big fat pitcher. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, anyway, so, yeah, I'm excited. Happy Lester's with the A's now. And, Tim, you can be happy and excited that you can actually actually say in public that you like uh, John Lester. <laughs> yes, I can no longer. I always respected him, but I can never say... I can never root for him because he's on the Red Sox, but now I can, he can. He has my full support as an Oakland A, and I hope he does well. And except when he plays the Yankees, unless the Yankees are out of it, then I don't care if he beats them. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think I heard that. Did he have cancer or something? Yeah, he survived cancer. Yeah, like two thousand seven, eight, something like that. What kind of cancer did he have? It was uh, what was that lymphoma? I believe it was. Oh, oh. He had to work his way back, right? Yeah. Yeah, for, like in the minors, right? Yeah, I made it, like, start there, rehab himself for a while. So, like, like I said, he always had my respect. It's not it's hard not to respect a guy like that. Yeah. But when he's pitching against your arch rival, you can't <laughs> <him> sometimes. <laughs> what about Casimir? Do you respect Casimir? 
Yeah, sure, why not? He hasn't done anything to rub me the wrong way like other players. <laughs> I mean, come on, the guy wasn't pitching in the major leagues. He was pitching <laughs> in the in- independent leagues two years ago. <laughs> yeah, so you gotta give him props for that. <laughs> he worked his way all the way back to the majors. But Jim Johnson, Jim Johnson can go and just never play baseball again. <laughs> that was a big bust. <laughs> yeah, I know he doesn't have your respect. <laughs> nope. Not at all. Uh, I mean, he had like two or three good innings. Innings? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to say games. He had two good, two or three good innings where he didn't screw things up too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he's going to get picked up. Do you think he's going to get picked up? Probably not this year. If anything, it'll be like a yeah. place team. <laughs> it's like, hey, what the heck? Uh, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're happy, we're excited. Tim, not so much. You guys got Steven Drew. I mean, Hooray. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess you can be happy about that. Hopefully he'll uh, replace Jeter really nicely, and they'll get somebody good for second base. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if he uses it back next year. <laughs> yeah. And leave after this year, who knows. You know it'd be funny if they they traded they traded Jeter in his final season <laughs> to the Astros. Well, if they want to be nice, they should trade him to Oakland or uh, Detroit to give him one last chance at a World Series. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't think the Yankees are going to get there. <laughs> hey, you never know. They could win, like, 20 games in a row. Uh, I'd like be shocked. Win. I'd be shocked. Not with this team. <laughs> Is um what's his name still there? Uh, outfielder, uh, Ichiro Beltran, um, Gardner, yeah, Brett Gardner. Yeah, he's doing real good. He's like he has the most home runs on the team, I think, in most of the eyes. He's the only bright spot of that team <laughs> for right now. <laughs> Ichiro's not hitting. No, <laughs> he's gonna be a bench <laughs> player pretty soon. Oh god, that sucks. <sighs> You know what I was reading? I was reading that uh, the A's don't have any any position players that are homegrown. Not Donaldson? Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not Donaldson. Donaldson got drafted by the Cubs. Oh, it was a trade. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think only – I think it's only Gray and Sogard that are homegrown players. Still, if it's even from trades and they're from – Technically, your minor league system is still pretty good. Yeah, yeah I guess so. But anyway, that's enough. We got, ball, ball. <laughs> we got our baseball talk out of there. <laughs> the Lester, Golems, Cespedes trade. Um, let's do our Dark Knight Rise in a minute. Might as well. Let's do it. Might as well keep up this pointless uh, this pointless activity. <laughs> we this made pointless it this far We can't quit. <laughs> Yeah, we only have two hours and 27 minutes and 28 seconds left. See, when you look at it that way, it's just right around the corner. <laughs> Always the optimist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so just get your stuff ready. Pause this if you need to. Just go to the 17-minute mark, and uh, I'm going to give the countdown. So, Tim, are you ready? Let's do it. All right, three, two, one, hit play. Yeah, back with Alfred in the middle of his uh, fantasy. <laughs> yeah, Alfred like a lost dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you first saw this, did, when you're watching this moment the first time, did it pop into your head, oh, this is going to come back at the end and he's going to see Bruce there? Because yeah, pr- pretty much everything that Alfred said. I guess I was just so 
invested or excited that I've seen the movie finally. It didn't occur to me when I was watching it. So yeah, you're just so excited. Yeah, it just had a, so when I saw the ending, it had a greater effect on me. Like, oh, that's cool. It tied back yeah. to that. So because I know it was kind of mixed on both people. Some people saw it coming, like, okay, there's the ending, and some were just like. I guess, and so into it, at, like I was, they didn't really yeah. put two and two together right then and there. I didn't really think he he was going to leave. Yeah, me neither. That's some because yeah, he's only in it for the like first forty minutes of the movie. Yeah. All right, and that's our minute. Yep, right as John Blake's entering like the sewage of Gotham City with so, a dead body. So have we seen all the all the characters yet? I think we have. Yeah. Oh, except for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is he in the movie? I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, but he's gonna take like seventy-five episodes to get to him. <laughs> That'd be great on one hundredth episode. That's the moment where he first shows up. <laughs> that could be our whole one hundredth episode, just doing that one minute. The Batman's there. <laughs> one minute for our one hundredth episode. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean. I, I doubt it. <laughs> there's like, there's a lot of time between now and then. Yeah. <laughs> when we first see him, or you know what would suck if we, if like it's our hundredth episode and like we're about to see Batman, but he's still in the shadows and you can't see him. <laughs> is he in that tunnel with the cops? Yeah, we just see him on the TV screen while Daggett's watching <laughs> the news report. Yeah, <laughs> we're so close. Dang it. We're so close, but yet so always so far away. I mean, this is an, an adventure, Tim. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> half the fun of doing this minute-by-minute minute stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think we should do something else. Like, uh, I mean, keep the Dark Knight Rises commentary stuff, but um, I think we should, like, read a book, like, line by line, like a really thick book. <laughs> like, Moby Dick. War and Peace or something like that. Yeah, War and Peace or something like that. So that we can we can give our listeners a little bit of culture. You know? <laughs> Instead of so much Batman and baseball and Jurassic Park and Jaws and, of course, Star Wars and anything else we can think of. We should try uh, to become a more educational podcast. Yeah. And, and more than anything, give these people some culture. Because I don't know about you, but... I've never read Moby Dick or War and Peace or, I don't know, Grapes of Wrath. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time I hear Grapes of Wrath, I just think of that Simpsons episode where the school's doing like a like a diorama contest and Nelson has the Grapes of Wrath. And what it is, it's just a bunch of grapes on there. He has a hammer and smashes it. Here's the grapes and here's the wrath. <laughs> it smashes it. Well, really? Because... Because when I think of Grapes of Wrath, I remember being bored out of my skull <laughs> in English class, reading that book. That's why we have The Simpsons, to make boring moments turn into funny moments. <laughs> it's like, here, here's the synopsis of uh, Grapes of Wrath. Some people go to uh, California. They uh, become grape pickers. One of them kills another guy, and one of them has to go on the road to run to for the cops. The end. Man, how about a spoiler alert, Dan? Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only the book's only been out for like 75 years. <laughs> See, there's our uh, educational cultural uh, lesson for the day. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think we should pick a book in in the public domain, not the public library. <laughs> <laughs> no, a, a, a book that we won't get sued for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so uh, I'm going to go back after we're done with this, and I'm going to look at books in the public domain, and, I, and I'm going to pick the thickest one 
<laughs> and I'm going to read a line each episode. So from period to period. Or maybe after, or maybe we can just uh, read from the dictionary. It goes through every word in the Webster's Dictionary. <laughs> no, because, I mean, it's going to take like 100,000 episodes. Yeah. We'll never finish <laughs> It won't make the Dark Knight Rises minute by minute commentary seem like that long. <laughs> we'll probably, be, probably be dead, and our kids have to carry on that <laughs> legacy. <laughs> it's gonna be our family tradition. Yeah, read one word from the dictionary. <laughs> uh, man, even if it's, even if it's not on a podcast, if they're not into it, they still have to read it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, why don't you tell the good people that are listening to this um, about our future topic for this episode? Yeah, this episode's going to be all about Comic-Con, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and the most relevant news other than, uh, I mean, more relevant than the Lester Combs and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least in the comic book world, yes. <laughs> but yeah, man, Comic-Con on a Batman front, movie front, it didn't disappoint. Unless if you're a little nitpicky about certain things and how it came out and how it didn't officially come out, but <laughs> most people got to experience it, so it was cool, but I figured we'd start out with uh, some of the smaller stuff and then work our way to the big, big part of uh, San Diego Comic-Con in the Batman world. But first off, the thing that I'm actually glad got teased, because I actually kind of forgot about it, was uh, Jeff Johns gave out the first look of Batman Earth 1 Volume 2. This came out like July 2012, I believe, like right before the Dark Knight Rises, so this thing coming out to 2015, so it kind of fell off my radar. When I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, Batman Earth 1. Like, I really like this. I'm glad to the sequel. And then, so I just, for anything, because they didn't show too much. It just shows some sketches which shows Batman uh, fighting Killer Croc, which looks pretty cool. But if anything, I'm just glad they announced it or just or kind of talked about it again so it could come back on my radar and get more excited for it. Because I really enjoyed the first one and looking forward to Volume 2. So for, if anything else, just glad it they put it back on my radar for 2015. I'm sorry to say that I've, I've never really been interested in um, Batman Earth 1. Did you read the first one? I forget. No, I didn't. Yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not into the whole other world kind of thing, multiple worlds kind of thing. I, I've just never been into it, and I, I, I just don't get it. But See, I think this is kind of cool in this instance yeah. anyway, since it's... Um, uh, graphic novels, not like a monthly issues, like another separate line type thing, so you don't get too much of it. It's kind of like a special thing when it does come out, which I think is probably the best way to go about it if they're doing a whole different world universe type thing. But if anything, well, I think they had big, this was the first half of 2011, 10, was it? Because Superman Earth 1 came out way before Batman, so... I guess uh, I was wondering if there's going to be a whole new line for all their different DC heroes, but apparently so far it's just Superman and Batman. Kind of like the movies, but <laughs> I think it's probably going to stay that way if it takes this long for just to get the Batman-Superman volume outs. But anyway, it's good to be excited for this one in 2015 whenever it comes out. So this guy is back on my radar. But after that, the next thing that got me excited and disappointed at the same time <laughs> because the, they had their panel for the new animated movie, Assault on Arkham. And during that panel, they had announced what the animated movies are going to come out for 2015. And at the panel, it was one that we knew already, Justice League, Throne of Atlantis, which I don't know if you knew, Dane, but Matt Lanter, Anakin Skywalker, will be voicing Aquaman in that movie. And his brother, Ocean Master, is going to be Sam Whitworth. So <laughs> we got two Clone Wars actors right there for that movie. 
And then also for 2015, it was announced, one that got me real excited. I was like, oh, yes, finally, this is going to be awesome. Robin versus Batman versus Robin, which is going to be based on Scott Snyder's Court of Owls story arc. I was like, That's, I, ever since I got the first few issues of Court of, Owls, Court of Owls, I was hoping they'd make this into a DC animated movie. So this got me super excited. But then a few days afterwards, I see some tweets from James Tucker, the producer of all these movies. And he says, like, I have to clarify some things as certain aspects of the movies right now got uh, reported incorrectly. And he says, Batman versus Robin will not be based on the Court of Owl story arc. <laughs> but apparently there might be a talent or a Court of Owl might be involved somehow some way, but it's not going to be based on Scott Snyder's story arc. I'm like, uh, like the wind got sucked out of me because <laughs> I was a letdown. Like, oh, come on. I was looking forward to this so much. But I was also curious, why would it be called Batman versus Robin? That's kind of a strange title for it if it is going to be on Court of Owl. So I'm uh, just a little bit disappointed with it, but I don't know. So curious to see what it's actually going to be about, but it could be that because there was a during the Batman and Robin one with Grant Morrison, there was that like part of this run called Batman versus Robin. So maybe it'll be based on that, which could be just as cool if it's the Dick and Damian Batman and Robin. But I think they said it's going to be in continuity with uh, Batman and or Damian son of Batman that came out uh, a few months ago. So more than likely, I don't think they're going to go straight from Bruce to Dick <laughs> that quickly as Batman. So. It probably won't be, but still curious to see what it is, even though I'm a little more disappointed with it now. <laughs> yeah, no, I hated you, Tim, for a tweet <laughs> that you made on your Twitter account, of course, that said that it's not going to be based on uh, Court of Owls. That was, uh, I know, like, who's who's the first person to get that yeah. information wrong? <laughs> like, who are I know, and, and how can you misreport it that badly? <laughs> I know, they probably just heard... Get it so wrong. <laughs> probably just heard uh, Court of Owls or Talon just automatically tweeted or something. Court of yeah. Owls confirmed for next DC animated movie. <laughs> and it's like, nope, not this time. Uh, uh. Yeah, but then another thing that still exciting, but got a little missed uh, information told about it was the other movie for 2015 Justice League Gods and Monsters which said Bruce Tim is coming back as uh, writer and director for it but then James Tucker had to correct that too as they know he's back as a producer for it it is his kind of idea for a story but he's not writing and directing it so he had to do some uh, damage control there as far as all the misinformation that got put out did you cry Tim? Not so much this one, because the fact that he's still involved with it, and he's back to doing oh. another DC animated movie. But it would have been awesome if he was directing it, though, because, gee, I can't remember the last time he actually directed something besides being involved with those shorts recently. Yeah. So that would have been cool if he was a director, but alas, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that reminds me, I, I, need to, um, I need to start watching Arrow again. Where'd you leave off? Um, the one where the girl's dad was killed, <laughs> and that narrows it down. <laughs> the the blonde girl. Well, wait, what season the are you on? Second or third episode, season one. Oh, okay. So you're yeah. still <laughs> way back. So way way back. So yeah, I have to get back on that show. I don't know why I don't watch it. Yeah, it's I mean, really good. I can't wait for you to get to season two. And you saw the trailer they showed for uh, Comic Con of who the big bad guy is going to be for season three, right? No, no, I didn't see it. Okay, well, 
since you haven't seen anything, I guess I shouldn't spoil it for you. But <laughs> just spoil it for me. I'm gonna find out on Twitter anyway. <laughs> it's gonna be Rachel Ghoul, and you'll oh. see the seeds planted for that in season two, which is really cool. So I can't. So, so who's gonna be playing uh, Rach? That's the question. Oh, <laughs> in the no teaser, question. isn't teaser trailer? They just show someone in kind of some green robes, mm. wearing a lot of rings for some reason. But <laughs> yeah, they were just kind of having uh, the audio. Harkin says some dialogue from season two, which was mentioning like the League of Shadows or uh, Rachel Ghoul and all that stuff. So it was pretty cool. Yeah, can you tell me something? Does does uh, Ollie's sister have anything else to do? Like, uh, I mean, did, does she have a bigger part of the story? Um, not so in much season two. in season two. Yeah, not so much in season one. In season three, it looks like she's gonna have a, a big change in character and a big role to play. Because <laughs> I mean, I I know there was that whole drug thing. In the first episode, but I, I mean, it's it, it's pretty much nothing after that. I mean, she's just there to remind uh, what do you call it, Green Arrow uh, to uh, be sad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, She'll have another arc uh, later on in season one, but really yeah. didn't get invested into it that much. But then in season two is where her, her character starts becoming more involved in like the central story of what's going on in season two. Oh, yeah, and the the love, kind of, sort of, love story between uh, Ollie and, uh, uh, what's what's her name? Uh, Laurel? Yeah, Laurel. Uh, it, it's it's all right. It's not as hand-fisted as, as uh, Smallville was. Yeah, that's I mean, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, the, there was that one scene where there, where, uh, where he brings over ice cream to uh, eat <laughs> with, <laughs> with Laurel, and then... And then it's, it, it it just goes so fast into that action sequence where uh, they're trying to kill her. I know what's good about it, the whole series in general, is like when you think they're going to like tread into that typical CW love drama type stuff that they always see, it goes into a different direction. Goes, oh, okay, oh, okay, good. <laughs> good, because I don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially later on in the season when it becomes like a love triangle thing going on. You go, oh, okay, I know where this is going, but then it goes somewhere else. <laughs> I mean, look. I don't mind a good love story. The keyword there, good <laughs> love story. I don't care. I like reading a good love story. Uh, but not Smallville. Good love story. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> like, I mean, I've said this before on this podcast, but that whole scene where like, <laughs> they're dancing in Clark's uh, barn, barn room or whatever that thing is, and then uh, she disappears. Oh, I thought yeah. you say when they start floating a little bit. No, no, no. When she disappears, and he's like, "Oh, she, this was a mirage. She's not really." <laughs> I don't remember that. It's been so long since I've seen those <laughs> early episodes. Well, you kind of don't have to. Remember. <laughs> it's not a big part of the story. Well, I guess it is, but not that's part of the story that I I wanted. To yeah. See. <laughs> but anyway, uh, more uh, Comic Con stuff. Yeah. Sadly, there was no new uh, Smallville stuff to come out of Comic Con, but <laughs> Smallville love story. Yeah, <laughs> we shall prevail. <laughs> so I don't want to call it from now. I'm not going to call it Smallville. I'm just going to call it Smallville love story. <laughs> <laughs> but on Thursday is when we got the first big Batman stuff, and I was kind of hoping this would get revealed on Wednesday, which DC officially dubbed Batman Day. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping. Oh, yeah, yeah, and about that, 
I mean, is it really Batman's 75th anniversary? I think they just put it on there that day because of the week of Comic-Con. Well, well I mean, it, it is because 1939, right? Yeah, but the actual day that they chose. Yeah, but, like, I was thinking it's not the 75th anniversary because 1940 would make one. Are you going, like, that whole year zero what yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate those arguments. It's the seventy fifth anniversary. So it's the seventy fourth anniversary oh. of, <laughs> of Batman. So next year it'll be the seventy fifth. Well, we could do that just to give another reason to celebrate the seventy fifth anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> no, but on Thursday we got another new image of Ben Affleck as Batman in color this time. But I was yep. saying, how cool would it have been to close out Batman Day with a new image of Ben Affleck as Batman? We got one, even though it was a day late, but man, was it cool. <laughs> but I will say, I'm still waiting for that full like body shot of Ben Affleck as Batman in color. I mean, this was cool, but I was like, uh, we're still missing that one piece. Like, this is full suit, in full color, in a cool pose, and then we'd have all three of the uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. But this was still a cool enough picture. I just love that cow. I'm warming up to those small ears now <laughs> every time I see more stuff in the suit. But... It's just the fact of how it looks like we're definitely getting the black and gray suit. You see the material on it. It looks like a, they say it's not cloth, but it looks like a cloth on there. It looks like felt. Yeah, which is, I just love how it is gray, and you got the black cow, you got a yeah. portion of the black bat symbol on there. Uh, I just can't wait to see it, the full suit <laughs> color. Yeah, and I, I, I even, uh, I mean, I'm skipping ahead kind of here, but um, I even like the bat signal. I mean, uh, yeah. and the, 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 uh, the yeah yeah the bat signal I like how it's a little fat it's not as slim as uh, the the Chris Nolan one yeah like straight but, out of the Dark Knight Returns one <laughs> again yeah yeah Trump's gonna be but I mean literally straight out of the <laughs> out of the book it looks like a Batman hasn't been shaving <laughs> too recently yes. yeah I know five o'clock shadow there which is cool <laughs> it, it's it, it's just to give him that grizzled. Look, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Grizzled, old, older man look. And I said it before when we got that first image of the suit. And this one's the same thing. When I saw the image, it's like, yeah, there's Batman. It's not, oh, there's Ben Affleck in the Batcow or costume. It's like, it just looks like Batman in that, sh- in that shot. It's so cool. Yeah. You know, what was also cool about that, uh, they had the cape and cow on display at Comic-Con, but not the full suit, which I was like, oh, maybe they had the cape and cow for today, and then when they have their panel on Saturday, they're going to reveal the full suit, then they'll put the suit out on display for everyone to see. But instead, we just got this photo, which I don't want to complain, but <laughs> that's just the, I think the last thing I'm really... Stop complaining, to. Tim. You're just an angry fanboy. I don't know. Forget this movie. They didn't give it to me. They don't deserve my ticket. <laughs> I deserve to know now. <laughs> they don't deserve my ticket. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that argument. And this picture almost kind of goes perfectly with that Man of Steel early poster that had that shot of Superman where his face is kind of in the shadows. Like, yeah. put both of them side by side, it'd probably make a, a cool poster. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all, all three, uh, again, I'm jumping ahead, but all three of them would make awesome posters. Yeah, you know there's going to be one coming out. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they'll look as cool as some of the fan posters I've seen because there's been some good ones already. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not only this this picture, this most recent picture um, of Ben Affleck, but um, the first one we saw, 
and even the back of the Batmobile would make awesome. I mean, do make awesome wallpapers. I know, like I said, this <laughs> is just like yeah. some of the fan stuff we've seen around. Looks already looks cool. So I just can't wait till we get more <laughs> images down the line, and then either that Warner Brothers officially releases some cool posters, or the fans can do some awesome stuff with <laughs> what WB releases. Either way, I'm gonna have some new uh, wallpapers on rotation <laughs> in the years to come. But uh, moving on from Batman to Saturday's panel, I mean, we finally got it. The last piece of the puzzle to the DC Trinity, our first look at the live-action Wonder Woman for a movie. Finally. Finally. <laughs> and she looks amazing. Yeah, she looks Gal Gadot looks ma- amazing in the, in the Wonder wonderful. Woman. <laughs> she looks wonderful, if you will. Yes. Uh, they they nailed that suit. I mean, I know a lot of people were complaining about certain things. But, of course. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what was the main complaint about that? I mean, not to get too negative. Yeah, know, well, let's get that out of the way so that we can move yeah. on to positive stuff. Well, the first thing that I saw was that it looks like she has heels on her boots. I'm like, oh, how could she fight and what kind of warrior would fight in those heels? Oh, it looks awful. Which, by the way, I really don't care about that. First of all, she's an Amazon. She yeah. can fly. She has super strength. I think she could be able to manage wearing and fighting in heels. <laughs> it's not going to be a big issue yeah. for her. Then I also heard, uh, oh, it's just a ripoff of Xena's uh, costume <laughs> from Xena the Warrior Princess. It's like, uh, that's what it's supposed I I like how it is this way. Because, yeah, I think you can make some similarities, but she's not going to be full-blown Wonder Woman yet, I think, in this movie. She's coming from Paradise Island. She's an Amazon. And this is probably just a standard warrior battle suit that most yeah, people wear. Yeah, it looks like armor. Yeah. I mean, it... it, it, it 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 looks like armor. It doesn't look like a costume to show off her body, you know. Yeah. At the same time, it has the classic Wonder Woman uh, yeah. stuff we're familiar with. It's just not the bright blue and red, and she doesn't have the like American flag underpants on there. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm so glad they didn't go that route where it's big bold colors. But here's the thing. I think maybe after this movie, and she interacts with Superman. Maybe she gets inspired by him, and maybe in Justice League, if she gets her own movie, maybe the color tone will be a little brighter, a brighter red, yeah. blue. So as for her first costume that we're going to see her in, I think it looks perfect. What I, I remember seeing it, first thing I looked up when I woke up that day on Twitter, it's a Wonder Woman costume, Wonder Woman costume everywhere, and I clicked it, and I was like, oh, man, this is perfect. The costume yeah. looks good, Gal Gadot looks good at it. It's like, man, I'm super satisfied. So were there any other complaints about it? I'm sure there were, but... Uh, those are the ones I saw the most. Like, oh, it's a ripoff of Xena. Oh, it doesn't look like Wonder Woman. How could she fight in those heels? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think they nailed it. Yeah. And Gal Gadot is the perfect. I mean, she she has the perfect figure and face and you know hair to do it, and she looks amazing in that suit. So. Yeah, when she was first cast, I don't know. You and me were both pretty positive on it, but I certain. Images I saw of her, was like, she doesn't necessarily look exactly like Wonder Woman, but I could see her pulling it off. But then when I saw this image, like, yeah, she looks like Wonder Woman there. So. Yeah, you, well, I mean, you know what it's like? It's like Christian Bale as Batman. A lot of people didn't really see him as Batman, but then as soon as he, you know, as soon as that movie came out, everybody loved him. Yeah, I know a lot of people kind of missed this in the in one of the images first revealed that they didn't think she had the last of truth, but she's definitely there, just not bright gold with <laughs> yeah. more silver. Well, it'd be kind of weird to have this dark costume and, like, on her hip is a bright... <laughs> a bright <Yeah. gold. laughs> now, here's a 
question that's been going on. The background that she's in is like a volcanic uh, area that she's at. Do you think that's not going to be something of the movie, or do you think it's just a backdrop for this image that they release? I think it's just the background, because I think it's just like, um, well, maybe not. Maybe something ha- happens to Themyscira. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Maybe the climactic battle sequence is going to take place there yeah, or something. But on the same token, it's kind of like, is is Bruce in the Batcave? I mean, it, yeah. Uh, are, are they doing something different with the Batcave? Is it going to be more warehouse-looking? Yeah, who knows? Like, is that just yeah. a studio backlot that they took that image, or is that the actual Batcave? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it can go either way, but I, I'd like to see, like, something happen in Themyscira, because, like, we've never seen Wonder Woman in a movie. We haven't seen Themyscira in a movie, so. Yeah, this makes you think, though, are they going to spend that much time with her? to do all that because technically the still is Batman versus Superman movie. <laughs> yeah, Batman but they Superman. revealed her in such a big way yeah. that it makes you wonder, you know, maybe she does have a big role in this movie. Maybe not like right in the beginning, but maybe like, yeah, like I, I, hour, maybe. I still think we're not going to see her as Wonder Woman until the final climactic battle sequence. I hope not. I hope she gets like a couple more scenes other than, you know, she's helping out Batman and Superman kill who, whoever the villain is. Yeah. Let's say it's Lex Luthor, and it's not Lex Luthor working for, I don't know, Darkseid. <laughs> <laughs> or Calendar Man. Yeah. <laughs> he is a mysterious big bad villain. Yep, you see? I just figured out this plot. You know, uh, Lex Luthor isn't the big villain. He's the, he's the bane to... Uh, to um, Calendar Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another rumor we could start right here. Yep. Confirmed. Corbin, if you're listening to this, you better get on that Twitter account. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, too, uh, it was just a cool moment, even though they didn't talk or do anything, but after they showed the trailer and this image, uh, both or all three of them, Gal Gadot, Ben Affleck, and Henry Cavill, came out on stage and just all three of them were standing there. He just got a cool moment where, even though they weren't in costume or anything, but he's like, that's our movie Bruce Wayne and Superman and uh, Wonder Woman right there. <laughs> like, for the first time, these three are going to be in a movie and these are their actors playing. It was just a cool feeling. Like, only wish they could talk about it or say how things were going. But I think Scott yeah. Snyder or Zack Snyder said that, oh, I don't want them giving anything away, so no questions <laughs> or anything. But even though it was for a minute, it was just cool seeing the three of them together. It's like, we're finally getting a movie with these three characters together. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, and for me, it was mostly uh, Ben Affleck because mm-hmm. I had that same feeling I had when I first saw Christian Bale's, like, there's my Batman for the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. And he almost looked as bulked up or even more bulked up than Henry Cavill as Superman. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, I mean, maybe it was that le- that black leather jacket he was wearing, but, yeah, he looked really big. Yeah. <laughs> so that was a cool moment. I just, like I said, too bad they couldn't do a Q&A or anything, but yeah. you can understand why, because the movie's still not coming out for another two years almost. Yeah. So next yeah, year and, be the big one. And. I didn't notice this, but Gal Gadot is taller than uh, Henry Cavill. Oh, really? I didn't pick up on yeah. that. Yeah. So, so Wonder Woman is taller than Superman. Which technically, 
she could be since she's an Amazon. That's, oh, that's, yeah, she's an Amazon. That's yeah. the cool thing about in the new Frontier, especially in the animated movie, how they designed her. There was a shot where she is taller than Superman. They're kind of having an argument, and she's, like, looking down at him. He's kind of yeah. looking up at her. Or maybe it was just her heels made her taller. There you go. Yeah. But how could she fight in those heels? Hmm. Maybe because she's a highly trained warrior that's done nothing but train to be a warrior. I want it to be realistic and scientifically plausible. So I could, she can fly and have super strength and all that, be from a fictional island, the Amazons, but I can't accept that she'll fight in heels. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's the linchpin on that movie. <laughs> she, she has heels? I'm done. I'm done with this whole movie. I don't want to see it. It sucks. I'm not going to look at another image. <laughs> but as cool as that was, uh, we all know what the main event from Warner Brothers Saturday. Oh, yeah, was. we do. <laughs> the teaser for Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, which, man, mm-hmm. I can't imagine what it would have been like if we were there in person to see that on a big screen. And just, well, you could hear everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the fan video. And, yeah, thank goodness someone out there, or two people actually, took their cell phones out and got yeah. as bad quality as it may be, man, you still get chills looking at it. It was just awesome, man. Just okay. reading the descriptions of it, it was like, oh, man, I hope we get to see this. I hope we yeah. get to see this. I love the music, too. Yeah. The music for that trailer was perfect. It was so epic, man. Yeah. It was, oh, man. I watched it, like, seven times in a row. Well, that was <laughs> watching it over and over. It was just fun keeping track of that. I mean, you and me were going back and forth. Do you even know if it's out yet? Text me if it's out yet. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the video's coming soon. It's like, oh, the rumor is that Batman's wearing a an armored suit. Okay, I gotta see an image of that. You send the you send the image over and it's like Oh, that looks so cool and then you you sent me over the link to the YouTube video and it's like, Oh my god you freak out like a little girl. Yeah. (laughs) It's like here's an image a few minutes later. Wait, here's a few more. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a video. Here's a better video. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, reading the description where it's like, it's the Dark Knight Returns armor. He's listen, there's the bad signal. Superman's yeah. flying in the bad signal. His eyes are forming his beams, ready to fire at Batman. Batman is not phased, but here's the coolest part. Batman has the white lenses. <laughs> when I read that, yeah, that was... I was like, oh, man, I got to see this. And then when I saw it, man, it did not disappoint. Yeah. Even, like I said, even as bad as the quality was, it still gave you chills, man. It's just so awesome. And unfortunately, this trailer, teaser trailer, ha- has me left with the same feeling I had when I saw the first Batman image. I wish I could see the whole suit, the whole armor suit. I mean, I, I don't know if it was the quality of the, of the video or if it was completely in shadow or there was just a silhouette of it. But I want to see the whole thing. Yeah. Man. I think you would be able to if, if you saw it in, like, it's original yeah. quality and HD and all that stuff. Because it looks like you get some real good shots of it. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm just being a spoiled little brat. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that teaser was so amazing. I mean, especially when, you know, he turns on the bat signal and, like, uh, the thunder, and then all of a sudden you see Superman. You see the silhouette, and then you see the glowing eyes. Yeah, like, oh, man, that was amazing. It looks like that's where they're going to have their big fight. It looks like we're going to get a rain fight sequence, which should be cool, but I just hope 
it's not too dark and rainy where we don't see like the cool stuff that they're going to be doing while they're fighting each other. But or maybe it's, maybe it's going to be like the Dark Knight, where it's like it's dark. I mean, it's nighttime, but it's not dark because there's street lights. Yeah, hopefully there'll be a lot of lightning, which can make it easy. <laughs> like a lot of lightning, like perpetual lightning. <laughs> so I, we talked about this before with the bat suit reveal. We're speculating, oh, he's going to need a new costume to actually fight Superman in. And yeah. We were speculating if it could be the full Dark Knight Returns outfit. It looks straight up <laughs> exactly how it was in the Dark Knight Returns. Are you, were you hoping for something different, or are you perfectly no, fine with it? <laughs> I, I mean, it's kind of like Zack Snyder and his design team or whatever. We're like, you know what? Let's not create anything new. Let's just rip off Frank Miller. Let's just take the Dark Knight Returns and and just copy the suit piece by piece, which... It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all. It's like, it's like the, like like what Chris Nolan did. He took the best ideas from the Batman comics and put it in his Batman movies. So it's like the same exact thing, and you know, it's it's for the better, and I I, I love it. Yeah, I know I had my crazy theory and hope that they would do the Batman Beyond too, <laughs> but I know that wasn't realistic. So, I mean, I said this before how I love it when. We get almost straight-up adaptions of certain things, and the same thing goes for looks and design, so I'm happy they took the Dark Knight Returns battle suit straight out of the book. So, yeah, I just can't wait to see him actually fight in it. Imagine if the trailer ended where, like, they're both about to go at it and about to throw the first punch at each other, and then it fades to black. <laughs> oh, man. That Don't got. say that, Tim. Don't say that. <laughs> You're going to curse us. <laughs> I wonder if that's actually going to be when we get the first official release teaser trailer, or that's just specifically for Comic Con, and then we'll just see that in the actual movie. But man, I yeah. can't wait to see that first trailer now, whatever it's going to be. Because <laughs> that's the thing, man. It's weird. We're seeing some images, and now a teaser video for this movie doesn't come out to 2016, and it feels like it's coming out sooner than Episode Seven, which we haven't right. really seen almost anything of, but that's coming out in 2015. Yeah, I know. I mean, I've had to catch myself. Like, okay, this movie is coming out in 2016. We still got like two years left of waiting for this thing. But like, you see this video and you see Ben Affleck in the in the bat suit, and it it feels like it's coming out in December of this year. You know, I know. (laughs) I've seen some people be disappointed that they're not officially releasing this teaser online. And, yeah, I'd love it to be released, too, so we can see it in this full HD glory, but I kind of understand why they're not doing it. The movie's two years away. They're not going to be doing any promotional marketing stuff for it at all, not so twenty the end of 2015. Yeah. And just to do something special for the fans who went there to Comic-Con, which was cool of them to do. I mean, they really didn't even have to do that. So I think it's a thing where we can't be too picky about not getting it released online, <laughs> even though we're dying to see it. But it's just cool of them to have this short footage anyway. Yeah, because I was kind of pissed off when they said they weren't going to release it on the internet. But it's I I came to that re- realization where it's like, you know, this movie isn't, isn't going to be coming out for two years. And I don't think any movie does this where they release yeah. a teaser two years ahead of, you know, um, ahead of the movie actually being released. Uh, can you just imagine when next year's Comic Con going to be for the movie? <laughs> There's going to be tons of footage. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully some uh, some uh, episode seven. Yeah, well, 
hopefully that because it's going to be a few short months away from that Comic Con. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that was the Batman stuff from Comic Con that was the biggest <laughs> news to come out from there. So, like we said, nothing top. Oh wait, there's there, there's one more thing. Chris Nolan was there. Christopher Nolan was there. Yeah, but not for Batman, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I I saw that Interstellar trailer. Uh, and man, I want to see that movie now. <laughs> I, think, I really want to see that movie. I think it's going to be good with a cool story about yeah. going with it, but I don't know, the trailers haven't really grabbed me as much as I thought it would, because the concept of it sounds pretty cool, but mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I'm expecting more space and sci-fi stuff, but I'm definitely well, not going to see, but the trailers haven't grabbed me like I thought they would just yet. I don't really think there's going to be a... A starship with guns on it. So. Yeah, I'm not expecting that. But. Yeah, you can't really expect that. It's going to be a more. I'm kind of hoping like more like maybe alien type life forms. It doesn't have to be like where they have to fight against, but just like different aliens on the planets they go to. Well, here, Tim. Here's what it's going to be like, or what I think it's going to be like. I think it's going to be like uh, his Batman movies, where he took this comic book character and then he made him serious. Yeah. Like that. It's not going to be like. Star Wars where there's fighting ships and explosions and stuff. Yeah, I totally get that. But like I said, just have look a little more sci-fi, like alien stuff on these planets. Instead of just making it, because I know they're trying to look for a new place to live since Earth isn't going to be around that much in that movie. So. Yeah, yeah. so like... I don't know. I guess they could it's, fit some alien life in there. Yeah, just like nothing like that to fight against. Just like walking no, around I, or like flying over them. Or Tim, I can't believe we... I can't believe we didn't realize this, but... Food is life. <laughs> Any food is life. <laughs> Whether it's a plant, it's a cow, or it's meat, or it's, you know, some kind of spice. <laughs> Gotta be something on there. It is life. <laughs> so there you go, right there. There's your alien life, Tim. <laughs> I, well, I guess more visually unique is what I'm looking for. Yeah. <laughs> Since it's an alien world. Like Avatar, Tim? I still haven't seen that movie. Man, like, I... I've seen that movie twice on FX, and I'm just not into I don't see what people see in it. Yeah, it's the 3D. It's the first big 3D movie that actually made it work pretty good, and that's where it got all its money. Yeah, I know, but, I mean, its qualities as a movie is... That's what I hear, yeah. I don't know, I just... Maybe I'm not with the times. <laughs> well, I'm right there with you. I haven't even seen the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not with the times, I guess, but... Yeah, well, the, making those sequels. So we'll talk about Avatar next year's Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, Tim. I hate to bash your your favorite movie franchise, but this sort of staggered release, like they're doing with The Hobbit, it it just decreases my interest in the movie. In the movies. How come? Because it's like, it worked with Lord of the Rings. It was one year a movie. You don't have to wait that long. It's, it's less since it's a continuing story. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I feel that's reserved for, like, certain things, you know? Like Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. <laughs> no, no, like, the, I don't know. I'm just so not interested in it anymore. I mean, I think it's going to be a wait until it's on iTunes kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Isn't that how all of them were for you, though? <laughs> Did you see the last one in the theater? Yeah, no, no, no. I I saw it on iTunes, but uh, I I like the 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 first Hobbit. What is it called? The Desolation of Smog. That was the second one. 
Oh, there's a second one? <laughs> yeah, see, I didn't even know. You see? Which one was the first one? The first one was uh, Unexpected Journey. And what's this third one called? Uh, the Battle of Five Armies. Which actually oh. was a name change. Before it was going to be called There and Back Again. But, like, at the last minute, they changed it to the Battle of Five Armies. Oh, uh, see? Like, I didn't even know there was a second one. I didn't even know the second one came out. So. <laughs> well, go watch it, because it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is it on iTunes? Yeah, yeah, it came out like back in March or April. Oh, Maybe I'll sorry. rent it. The Dragon Maybe I'll rent it. Awesome. And is uh, the dragon actually in that one? Yeah, that's the it's best. Not one. just the eye. No, he's oh. full on, and it. it's a cool sequence. So, is there like cool action stuff in yeah. it? Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a good story. Yeah, well, I think it is. <laughs> I liked it better than the first one. Is there good scenery and stuff like the Lord of the Rings was? Oh yeah, definitely. A little yeah. different though, because it into this village that's kind of like, a, it's called Lake Town, so it's kind yeah. of a different environment than any of the other previous Lord of the Rings movies have. Oh. Yeah, definitely check it out. They actually killed the new Hobbit trailer <laughs> at Comic-Con. Yeah, I was going to watch it, but I totally forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that sequel, or that second movie. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine if you but, to see the third one and you didn't even know there was a second one, you're like, oh, how'd they get here? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, man. They were is this like Star Wars where they flash forward like 10 years and <laughs> there's like no word about it? <laughs> like, uh, the Hobbit's all grown up or older? The dwarves are all even older? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, to me, like the best part of like the Lord of the Rings movies and the, I guess the Hobbit movie was uh, movies. <laughs> See, I forgot again. <laughs> but, um, to me, the best part of those movies was uh, the scenery. <laughs> Well, those those are great. So <laughs> I've yeah. seen a lot of people who would agree with you. And that Elf Town, uh, like, uh, uh, oh, I know. Yes, I you haven't seen the Desolation. Like, 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 like minerals or like Mineral Town. Mineral Town. <laughs> like what is it called? The, place the one the from the, the 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 one with against up against the mountain. Yeah, there is okay. There's Moria, which is the mines. But the elf place you're thinking of from the first Hobbit movie is called Rivendell. So, so what is Mineral Town? There is no Mineral Town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so what's the place with the trees? The place where they live in the trees. The elves, right? Yeah. From the first Hobbit movie or the first Lord of the Rings movie? The first Lord of the Rings one. Okay. The the, the one where Kate Blanchett gives okay. them all kinds of crap. Okay. Uh, that's called Lothlorien. Lothlorien. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That place was nice. Yeah, pretty much everywhere except uh, where the orcs are, Mount Doom and Orthanc. <laughs> or like the, um, what's that place called where the humans live? Gondor. Mordor? No, <laughs> Mordor is oh. where Sauron lives. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the bad place with all the lava. Gondor is where, uh... Gondor. Yeah. See, Mordor, Gondor, <laughs> all the same. And... The the place where the um, the hobbits live that's uh, little sh- little shire, <laughs> just the shire, not little oh, shire. Oh, just, a, just the shire. But but like they they belong to like a smaller area, right? Like a yeah. town. Uh huh. There's the shire, which is kind of the main area where the hobbits live. But then kind of like different towns, and villages. Work yeah. So so that's like calling Hobbiton. So 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 that's like the United States compared to California. Yeah, something like that. Oh. So 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 what so where do the hobbits live? 
the Shire. But Shire. where the character like Frodo and Bilbo, they live in the area in the Shire called Hobbiton. Hobbiton. Oh. Wow. That <laughs> was not very creative of... <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, Tolkien. <laughs> you know what? Let's just call it Hobbiton. I, mean, I have nothing. <laughs> I mean, you, you have Lothlorien, right? Yep. Uh, Rivendell. You have Mordor. You have Gondor. And then you have that destroyed place. What's that destroyed place called? The, where the humans used to live? You mean? The, the one where, uh, oh, that guy is, the guy's brother is. Guy's brother? Sean Bean's brother. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, that place is called Rohan. Rohan. Yeah. No, 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 not the horse place. I know that one. Okay. Oh, okay. You mean Faramir. That place was called, well, he's from Gondor too, but then there was. He was in that destroyed city though. Yeah, that place is called Osgiliath. Osgiliath. Yeah. See, another one. <laughs> they get me confused in all these things. <laughs> so, so where do the dwarves live? They live all over. There was the oh. Mines of Moria, but then they that were, place got overrun. Right? Yeah. And then the Hobbit, they were the. What was that? See, the Hobbit. I'm blanking on the names where the dwarves' kingdom was. It was near the city of Dale in the Lonely Mountain. But yeah, I'm blanking on what the kingdom was called. The Misty Mountains. That's where. Uh, uh, Bilbo and Gollum first meet where he finds the ring and they get captured by the, the Goblin King in the first Hobbit movie. That's the Misty Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. That's, the only reason why I know that is because of uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, what was going to happen? Oh, the, the tree place. The place with all the walking trees. What's that place called? Well, the place where Mary and Pippin found Treebeard in the Two Towers, that place is called Fangorn Forest. Bangor Forest. That's not all the trees were there, I believe, just Treebeard. And, and what's the place um, where they had that big fight in, in the, the second one? Oh, that one is uh, Helm's Deep. Helm's Deep. So, so where's uh, Minas Tirith? That is in Gondor. That's like the name of the city there. Oh, my God, you nerd! Dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know all these freaking fake places. <laughs> Believe me, it's just like the basic of Lord of the Rings stuff. There's tons of other, I'm sure, Lord of the Rings fans who know so much more of the history and probably for uh, catch stuff I didn't. Uh, I messed up when I was telling you something. So, oh. <laughs> at least I was able to provide you a little bit more Middle Earth knowledge. <laughs> like I bet, I, I bet people know about like the type of grass that grew yeah. in. in the Shire. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> the kind of soil and fertilizer they use. Oh, there is a weed called King's Foil, which helped Frodo heal from his stab uh, from the Nazgul. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because that thing had poison on yeah. it or something, right? And and that's when um, Steven Tyler's daughter came. Yeah. What's her name? Uh, Leah, no. Her uh, real name or her elf? Her real name. Oh, Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler, yeah. And um, what's her character's name? Arwen. And she ends up with, uh, uh, what's his name? Viggo Mortensen, right, at the end. What's his name? Aragorn. Aragorn, yeah. Son of Arathorn, also known as Strider. <laughs> and, and, and so he decided just to walk one day. <laughs> like, go on a walk for, like, 20 years and not be the king of, what's that place called? The Moria? Gondor. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. So, so you just decided to go walking one day. You just kept on walking. Eh, he did like stuff with Gandalf. Him and Gandalf were together a lot, so he didn't do nothing. So so what about that bad wizard? Uh, Count Dooku. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, he turned evil then. Yeah, he got corrupted by Sauron. So how come he got corrupted? Because he had those, like, that ball called the uh, Palantir, which allows him to communicate with Sauron. Oh, yeah, with the freaky finger thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's yeah. able to communicate with Sauron through that. And he got and, corrupted. And that's where Gandalf and uh, him had the fake fireball fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a force fight. Yeah, it's like a force fight. And, and what's that tower thing called? Uh, that was the Tower of Force, Inc. <laughs> you nerd. Yeah. <laughs> Proud. Yeah, hey, I mean, it takes a lot of time to learn all that stuff. You just gotta really like it. And you just so, so like the el- the elves were gonna kill themselves, right? No. Yeah, yeah, because they were going to that golden place. Yeah, well, they weren't gonna kill themselves. They're just going to a new place away from Middle Earth <laughs> where they could live out the rest. Yeah, of but that's death, right? I think they they wouldn't be mortal anymore once they go there. That's something I'm not sure on. So. A bigger Lord of the Rings fan would probably know for sure. <laughs> no, but you, they, they die, right? They will they die there. eventually, I believe. Yes. No, no, no. When they take that ship to go into the, at the at the at the end of Return yeah. of the King. But gradually, like, they'll die of old age. Oh, so it's not just permanent death; like no. they'll just die. Yeah, they just lose their mentality. Oh. I believe I could be wrong. <laughs> oh, I thought they were trying to kill them. Like they're killing themselves. That would be a down way to end the movie <laughs> or the whole series. I mean, that's the impression I got from it. <laughs> Because I mean, it, it was all sad and like they were going in slow motion. It's just because like, they won't oh, see them all each other. Oh, they're going to their death over there. <laughs> Those people are gonna die eventually. Yeah, but Sam doesn't die, right? He eventually goes over there too. Oh, but he's older, yes. What about uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Viggo Mortensen. Uh, he, he, dies, he dies of old age, I believe. Oh. What about, um, what's her name? Uh, Liv Tyler. Same thing. I think it's old age. Oh. Oh, so everything works out in the end, then. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so it's, like, peaceful after that. Unless they make uh, sequels on their own for the movies, which they have a feeling maybe they will. <laughs> so what happens to the tree guys? Uh, that's going to the territory I'm not sure. <laughs> See, that's what I'm wondering. What happens to the tree guys? I'm sure you can find it on a Wikipedia page or something. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, well, that was a long tangent about nothing. <laughs> I hope our listeners are Lord of the Rings fans, because even though we went off topic, it was still a fun discussion. Yeah, it's great. No, <laughs> no I sound like a complete idiot. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like Professor Tim. Well, we know Terrence had a friend who uh, was way into Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh, yeah, Dan. If he's still listening, I've probably either made him real upset or real proud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, I don't know, I just never got into Lord of the Rings, and I just... But you do like the scenery and the environments. Yeah, and I like the sets. I think they're really well done. Well, you got that. So you don't totally not like yeah. anything about it. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to go and rent uh, the second one. Yes. The second mention of Smaug. You got to say it right. Smaug. Smaug? <laughs> yeah. Oh, not God. Smog. <laughs> or so, so now, now you're a pronunciation Nazi now. <laughs> yes. Smaug. <laughs> so 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 is it uh, Golem? 
No, it's Gollum. <laughs> or is it uh, Beelbo? Beelbo. <laughs> or anything? Gandalf. Everything they say in the movie is accurate. I believe they they made sure to get everything. Perfect. Yeah, but how do you know if it's a made up language? And it's a made-up name. How do you know for sure? I guess this, by the way, Tol- Tolkien pronounced it. <laughs> yeah, but how do they know how he pronounced it? He created it. Or he did, he's done interviews and he's, he's spoken on the subject, I believe. Yeah, he, yeah, but how do you know he didn't misspell it that one time? Because yeah, he mis- created it. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, I just see a giant hole in that theory, but maybe that's just me. But anyway, let's <laughs> Let's uh let's blow through some news real fast. So <laughs> this podcast isn't three hours long. Yeah, just on Lord of the Rings, like the movies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like me asking you, what's that place that the doors come from? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, oh, we only have one. Oh, so we had like twenty. I'm yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, big, we're uh, the big stuff was some Comic Con. We got that stuff covered. Yeah. All right, well, we're getting the Red Hood story, uh, DLC for Arkham Knight. I don't know. I've kind of given up on Arkham Knight. I've tried to beat it again. No, this is Arkham Knight, not Arkham Origins. Oh, oh. Yeah, what, what am I talking about? <laughs> the DC, the DLC stuff for that, I think, is over with. Okay, good, because I'm kind of over that game. I'm, I'm never going to beat that thing. So. Just watch the ending on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm just going to spoil myself already. It's it's too much of a pain. So I'm just going to spoil myself. So, yeah, uh, apparently GameStop has released an image showcasing the, um, the Red Hood DLC or the playability or whatever those video game people say that – proves their point or makes it easier to understand. It's <laughs> <laughs> a DLC story pack, if that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, so just whatever Tim said. So um, it's going to be exclusive to GameStop, so if you hate leaving your house, unfortunately, you're going to have to go to GameStop. Uh, but yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll be a timed exclusive, though, because it'll be exclusive there for a little bit, a few months go by, then you'll just be able to download it from the Xbox yeah. Marketplace or PlayStation Network. But the thing that got me curious about this, well, hopefully it's a pretty cool story pack, but kind of, because a lot of theories were going around that maybe Arkham Knight would be Jason Todd and Red Hood, but apparently not, unless they're going to do some double twist or something. But (laughs) I'm kind of hoping that the outfit, it's okay. The Robins in the Arkham series like hoods. (laughs) Tim the Drake has one, and now Red Hood has a hood. (laughs) I just hope he still has the mask. That's still a cool-looking mask. I hope they can get rid of that fully. Yeah, so I guess we gotta go to GameStop, Tim. I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, G- GameStops are disappearing. I heard they're issuing their own credit cards now. It's supposed to have crazy yeah. interest rates. <laughs> <laughs> like thirty percent. Yeah, so don't go applying for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, if, if you need a GameStop credit card. Maybe you shouldn't be going to GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, that's our only piece of news. and uh, We can move on to some uh, listener feedback, or as we like to call it, a conversation with Alex. Uh, intimate conversation with Alex. So, first up, we got Alex. So, 
uh, Alex says, greetings, bat folks. See, he always comes up with good things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a greeting bat, folks. Another fantastic episode. I was very happy to hear Terrence's return to the podcast, and I'm hoping we hear more from him in the future. I really enjoyed last episode's topic of the changes in the Batman Batman mythos. I never would have thought of Bruce's training origins in Batman Begins to be one of the best changes, but that's an excellent choice. It's also it, it also works really well for Bane's origins, bringing about more comparisons between the two characters. I wish they would. They, they would have put a greater emphasis of that in The Dark Knight Rises, but it's too late for that now. Once again, I agree that the Joker's origin in Batman 89 and the ha- handling of Robins in the New 52 are some of the worst changes. Like Dane, I would not care one bit if they decided to revert back to the old continuity. See, thank you, Alex, for once agreeing with me. <laughs> uh, he says, uh, in various other titles, they keep referencing events that happen in the old continuity. It makes no sense in the new timeline, so why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed the first Grayson issue, Tim, and hope Dick's new role grows on you as time goes by. I thought the concluding issue of Zero Year was great, and I'm kind of bummed that we're going going back to the current timeline. I just want to continue with this and work our way through each of the Robin origins. I really don't want to see that, but whatever. Not in the New 52, yeah. No, yeah, not in the New 52. Uh, he says, maybe in one of the big DC Universe events, something with something would happen with time travel. Alex, are you dyslexic? <laughs> um, and... We'll get the old ro- Red Robin back. Yeah, Alex, I hope we do. Um, but don't hold your breath. <laughs> yeah, don't hold your breath. Um, he says, did you guys see any of the leaked teasers before they were taken down? It, looked pre- it looks pretty cool. It's really funny that the crowd doesn't react when they show the Dark Knight Returns armored Batman, but scream when Superman's glowing red eyes appear. I'm glad that there was a lot of enthusiasm for him and I'm hoping they flesh out his character more in the upcoming film. The Wonder Woman outfit looks awesome, and I'm really rooting for Gal Gadot. And he has some questions. His first question is, what are your top five heroes and villains from the DC animated TV shows? Mine are Batman, Robin from the Teen Titans, The Flash, Starfire, and Raven. Uh, Slade, Darkseid, The Joker, Lex Luthor, and Harley Quinn. Um... Mine, I think I should be able to come up with fairly easy. We'll see. <laughs> but yeah. for heroes, of course, it's got to be Batman. Animated series Batman can't get much better than that. <laughs> then I'll go with uh, Dick Grayson, Robin, and Nightwing from Batman the Animated Series. Then I'm going to go with uh, Green Lantern from Green Lantern the Animated Series. The short-lived, unfortunately, <laughs> Green Lantern the Animated Series. Because that was a great portrayal of Hal Jordan and Green Lantern and that. But then I'll probably go with... I'm going to go with, agree with Alex on Flash, but he's nine number four. The Wally West version of Flash was awesome, and Michael Rosenbaum was perfect for it. If they bring Wally West into the movies, I think they should get Michael Rosenbaum. <laughs> they could pull it off in live action, I believe, too. And then for five, hmm. See, I'm kind of going back and forth on Wonder Woman or Superman from Justice League. Because they did a great portrayal for both, especially... No, I'm going to go with Wonder Woman. I like how she played off with Batman in that series, too. So, 
And I'll go into it more in our comic reviews, especially later on as we get more of a continuation of the story in the Batman Beyond universe from Justice League the Animated Series. So, yeah, Batman, Dick Grayson, Hal Jordan, Flash, and then Wonder Woman are my top five heroes. And then villains, I mean, it's hard to go, I mean, you can't pick oh, Wait, wait, uh, maybe I should get my heroes before we start the villains. Okay, let's go with that. Maybe I need more time. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Screw it. Let's just go with it. I'm going to say Batman, of course, for number one. Number two, uh, Terry Batman. Number three, Good choice. I'm going to say um, Batgirl. To me, that was one of the best Batgirls from uh, the animated series. Yeah. Uh, number four, I am going to go with Gordon. But well, he's not really a hero. I think uh, he is. He'd count in my book, yeah. Yeah. And number five, I am going to go with... Hmm. Who should I go with, Tim? Well, you, I know you're a big Bullock uh, fan. I, I, I know. No, no. <laughs> not Bullock. I'm going to say... Well, it's not really a TV show, but I'm going to go with uh, All-Star Superman. The Superman from All-Star Superman? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, so uh, you know, there's a random topic. You know, the, the voice actor who played him, James Denton, yeah, was on uh, an MLB Network show, and we'll be now discussing all the trades and rumors and stuff. I'm like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> Superman talking about baseball and all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't you give uh, your villains? All right, villains. Number one, Joker, especially the animated series Joker, can't be beat. <laughs> but apparently, Alex likes. Two villains ahead of him, <laughs> Slade and Darkseid. But Darkseid's going to be my number two. I mean, he's a big bad guy in the DC Universe, and pretty much any episode he appeared in in Superman or Justice League was just awesome. And Michael Ironside is the perfect perfect voice for Darkseid. So he'd be my number two. Number three, um, i got to go with Lex. Yeah, he was great about Superman and uh, Justice League, the animated series. So he was definitely up there. And then for number four... Yeah, I, I got to have Harley Quinn somewhere in this list. So <laughs> being created on the animated series and then lasting this long, yeah, great character. So it should be my number four. The number five. I'm trying to think of the different series we got in episodes. Think really hard because this is going on the public record, Tim, and you have to live with this for okay. the rest of your life. You know what? I'm gonna do a flip flop with Harley and my next choice. I gotta go with Scarecrow. The next, the new mm. Adventures of Batman. Perfect yeah. design, perfect voice. Great episode, so yeah, I'll go four Scarecrow, then Harley Quinn number five. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Joker for number one from the animated series. Number two, I'm gonna probably say Two Face from the animated series. Number three, I'm gonna say hmm. Number three, I'm probably gonna go Scarecrow with you. Uh, number four, I'm gonna say Phantasm. Uh, and number five, no well, <laughs> well, she she wasn't really. On the animated series, so it's still a good choice. It's in yeah. the same universe. <laughs> and number five, number five, I'm gonna say Jason Todd from Under the Red Hood. Uh, but is he really a villain or just a hero with a different point of view? Huh? An anti-hero. <laughs> yeah. But for, for the purposes of this of this countdown, we're gonna say he is a villain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great and question, Alex. Yeah, that was really good. Surprised they would have. 
think of them so fast off the top of my head. Just <laughs> yeah, showed you how many great characters in these anime series. But um, yeah, the second question is: of all Bruce Wayne's love interests, who is your favorite, and who do you believe was best for him? My favorite is Talia Al Ghul, but I think Wonder Woman was the best for him. He wouldn't have to worry about defending her, and she'd keep him humble. You know what? I think my favorite, just because of how well it was written and played out in Justice League, was the Wonder Woman Batman. But I think it's hard not to go against a classic of Batman and Catwoman. It's like the love that was never meant to be. <laughs> it's kind of like that what if. And there's that great Batman Brave of the Bold episode that kind of played out where they did get married and Damien was their son. That kind of showed them what their family life would be. So, yeah, this maybe is a cop-out, but it's like Wonder Woman – work the best, but in the end, I always want to see Batman and Catwoman together in the end. <laughs> At least it happened in Dark Knight Rises. Who's that um, that one woman who was in that one scene in Batman and Robin? Oh, Julie Madison? Yeah, Julie Madison. I want to see Julie Madison from... Well, she was the very Batman. first love interest created in Batman. <laughs> they wasted her on that movie. <laughs> so she even, this is that one scene, and that scene with... Um, Kamala Isley. <laughs> yeah, on, the, on that little catwalk thing. Didn't she ask Bruce to marry her or something in that movie? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even remember. <laughs> so, yeah, that's in uh, Alex's email. So, um, thank you, Alex. As always, we love you. If you're ever feeling alone, just remember, Tim and I love you. Right, Tim? Always. Never forget it. Always. Yep. Uh, well, you're going to have to make it all... Not. <laughs> I, was about to say, I don't know where you're gonna go with that. <laughs> you no, know, you, you didn't have to make it all like tragic and stuff. You could have just said, "We love you." Yeah, we do. Uh, but anyway, thank you, Alex, for your email. We always enjoy reading your emails, and you know, keep them coming. If it wasn't for Alex, Tim would have probably bashed his head against, <laughs> against the wall or something. I throw it in my head against my computer monitor. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Jake sent, also sent in an email, and Jake says, Good day, gents. See, creative beginnings. I love that. I like that. Um, he says, Keeping this one short and sweet. First off, I agree with the good, the bad, and the ugly moments you guys discussed last episode, but the ugliest of them all would have to be the Joe Schumacher movies. <laughs> but then, back then, I was not reading comics, and the Batman movie verse was all I had. Try defending your favorite superhero after the, after movies like those. Not fun. <laughs> <laughs> those are the Batman dark times for movies. Yeah. <laughs> 95 to 97. <laughs> Second, I heard mentionings on the show about David Kane and how the name is not familiar. And, Jake, I read this email before beforehand, and I, I, I could not believe that I, I forgot about this. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> he says... uh he is an expert marksman who shows up in no man's land, of course. That's why Castle's there, um, where he uh, is confronted and stopped by his daughter, Cassandra, during an assassination attempt on Gordon. During their fight, he gives up and burns the money and contract he accepted from Two-Face after his daughter speaks for the first time and tells him to stop. Yeah, how could we forget that? <laughs> you know, even though no one can see us, I think we should both head it. Hang our heads in shame right now for remembering. Yeah, I am right now, too. Me too, yes. <laughs> I think we should just give give back our Batman cards. <laughs> We're suspended for a month or something. Yeah. Uh, 
He says, after that he leaves and is not mentioned in the story again. And lastly, you probably mentioned it already, but how cool is that leaked video of Batman 5 from Comic-Con? I, I think he meant Batman v Superman. <laughs> well, unless it's, well, you see, he had a, I believe he sent us an email where he had a theory where the... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Five. <laughs> this yeah. is Joe Schumacher continuity. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it was taken on a cell phone camera, I was just so excited to see it. I know it's not going to look this way. But it kind of looked like the Sin City movies. I think that's why Zack Snyder was talking to Frank Miller. Have you seen Frank Miller, man? No. He aged terribly. Really? Yeah. Is he bald or shaved head? Yeah, he's completely that? bald now. Huh. <laughs> and he hit the wall. <laughs> I mean, he 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 fell from the age tree and hit like every branch coming down. <laughs> I mean, man. <laughs> I just hope I age more gracefully than that. <laughs> but um, yep, that's the end of his email. He says thanks and have a nice day. You know what? You know what, Jake? You have a nice day too. I don't know where you're listening to this, um, but you just just to remind you, you have a nice day too. All and, of our listeners have nice days. Hopefully, yeah. when they're listening to this podcast, hopefully we're that little bright spot in their day that just makes them happy, no matter how bad it's going. Yeah. So. Uh, thank you, Jake. Like Alex, we, if, if you feel that nobody in your life loves you, just know that Tim and I love you. Right, Tim? Yes, we do. All right, there we go. Yes, he didn't make it creepy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so, um, yeah, that's all of our, um, that's all of our listener feedback slash conversation with Alex's. Um, Corbin, what the hell, man? <laughs> going on you're dropping the ball Corbin Come dropping on. the ball and it's fell into and it fell into a sewer <laughs> unretrievable um, but um, you can finally move on to comic book reviews so for July 23rd we have uh, Batman number 33 and Batman and Robin number 33 and for July 16th we didn't read any of it but uh, <laughs> um, we have Detective Comics Annual number 3 Batman Eternal Recap issue 16 well, <laughs> I just saw my error for the episode <laughs> as far as shows uh, go. How does Batman Eternal go from <laughs> issues number 16 to number 7? <laughs> I guess typing too fast, I forgot to put the one. Oops, good thing we didn't read any of those issues. <laughs> yeah. um, and finally, there's the recap of Batman Beyond 2.0's third story arc. So, hey, you know what, I'll I'll give a fast review of that, uh, not Batman Annual, but uh, Detective, Detective Comics Annual number three. Uh, but uh, for July 23rd, oh yeah, I forgot to say, spoilers, so if you haven't read your books yet, you might want to come back to this section later, because Tim and I, we're going to spoil the crap out of it. Right, Tim? As we always do. As we always do. So, uh, July 23rd, we have Batman number 33 and Batman and Robin number 33. So, uh, Tim, where do you want to start us off at? But first, the rating scale. Oh, yeah. The rating scale for this episode is going to be, uh, hmm, what should it be? Uh, how about, uh, how about, Lord, to, how about Lord of the Rings, uh, locations? Then? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Lord of the Rings towns that Dane has no idea what their names are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for July 23rd, where do you want to start us off at, Tim? 
Right, let's start off with Batman 33, the big one for the. Hey, you know, do do uh, BNR number 33 <laughs> first. Thanks for giving me the first choice, and then after I make it, giving the choice for me. <laughs> okay, this is my show. This is my show, all right. You better not screw up my show. You're now just, you're just a phony and pretending to be nice and giving me the first choice. You're now, just a control freak. Don't take those comments and think that I actually think that it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's uh, let's do uh, BNR number thirty three first. Okay. So this one's continuing off pretty much straight out of the Robin Rises Omega comic that came out last episode. And it's Batman not agreeing with the Justice League pretty much. And I have to say, it makes for some pretty entertaining sequences in the comic. Batman not getting along with Aquaman, Cyborg, Shazam, Luthor, just doing all he can to get to Apocalypse so he can save Damien because he thinks he found a way to resurrect him. And I liked how, too, there's that cool moment where he goes to the Watchtower and there's this really cool suit called the Hellbat. <laughs> it was, it's almost like, what was that issue or that story arc that was by uh, Alex Ross? The, like, the Justice League members get these cool costumes. I'm blanking on the name right now. It's killing me. Kingdom Come? No. It's, Sorry, I'm eating right now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'll try to think of it and then remember it back. Hopefully it'll come back to me. But it's just this really cool-looking design suit where the uh, cool, full, like, uh, armor suit with the red bat sim symbol on the chest and a helmet with a red visor. It just looks really cool. And Batman wants to use that so he can make it into Apocalypse and kind of have a chance. <laughs> but then he gets slack from the Justice League is how, like, we can't let you do this. And how they help, which is cool because what I like about that too was that pretty much each different members of the Justice League helped forge this costume. Superman did it, forged it in the sun. Green Lantern helped with it. Flash did stuff. Cyborg, Aquaman. Wonder Woman pretty much making it the ultimate Batman costume since he has no powers and they kind of felt he needed this in case they were ever threatened by an alien invasion like from Apocalypse again. So, But they won't let Batman have it. I just think the Justice League were acting like jerks here. <laughs> I mean, why, I really didn't buy their point for not allowing Batman to go save his son and not understanding what, this re, what his reasonings are. So I pretty much was with Batman on this whole issue and not agreeing with the Justice League. So... But I just love how they try to gang up on him, but Batman's able to work against him. There's a moment where Captain Cole tries to point the gun at the back of his head. And Batman, uh, before he's able to shoot, takes the gun in his arm, shoots it at Cyborg, and just puts up a fight against Justice League. And Of course, they eventually get the upper hand on him, and then Batman just like, fine, get your hands off me. He's like, oh, okay, you're standing down. He's like, yeah, I'm tired. I'm going home. <laughs> this is that effect. But then also, there's a cool moment between Batman and Superman at the end where Bruce is with uh, at Damien's graveyard, but then he's smashing it down because I think he's doing it because he knows he can bring him back to life. But then he's just sweating, exhausted. And then he just hear him speak out or read <laughs> what he says. What do you want, Clark? And then Superman comes down, like kind of saying he's there from him, and then uh, saying like he wish he could have been there to help. But this is this funny line that Bruce had here. He's like. Uh, Superman's all, maybe I, if I was there, I could have, Bruce's all, but you weren't. And, like, would, would you mind landing for a second? My neck hurts, because he's just looking straight up at him. This is kind of classic dialogue you expect to hear when Batman and Superman are having a conversation. So, but, of course, the he knows the Justice League aren't going to help him, so he has to do things on his own. I just like how it ended, where he goes back to the Batcave, and then you see Barbara, Tim, Jason, and Alfred all in the Batcave. 
kind of, you know, his true family who's going to help him. And he just says, you guys ready? You're all here? He says, let's do it. And that's where the issue went. And, you know, they're going to plan on themselves to get Damien back from Apocalypse. So I just like how the issue played out. Batman had a cool interaction with the Justice League. That was fun to read. And how knowing they're not really his true like family support, his real family's with the Bat team, so and he's going to use them to help. So that was cool. And we also get the first appearance, at least from the issues I read, of Calibek, the son of Darkseid, who wants Damien's, Damien's coffin and the shattered uh, stone that's in the Chaos Stone, I believe it's called, it's in there. So it looks like he's the one behind this instead of Darkseid. So overall, good issue. I like where it's going. Hopefully it can contain that. Uh, my interest is when it gets to Apocalypse. So I'm going to give this one four out of five Lord of the Rings towns that Dane has no idea what they're called. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go with, uh, yeah, Batman number 33. Now, Batman number three. This is the last issue of Zero Year Arc. Not Batman number three. Batman number three, three. <laughs> We're all forgetting numbers on here. <laughs> forgetting <laughs> one, you're being the three. But, yeah, this is it for zero year. And I don't know about you, but I think it didn't drag and it didn't zip on by. I just kind of felt it was a nice length as now that we got the last issue. And I felt it was a pretty nice way to wrap up the Batman's confrontation with the Riddler. I mean, last issue we had Riddler trapped. And it's just Scott Snyder did a good way of kind of having a classic Riddler-Batman confrontation where he has Batman in this trap. The only way for him to get out is to answer like a series of riddles and questions, and it works really well. And Tim, you you have to tell me, did you um, did you try to figure out the the clues? Bef- I mean, the the riddle before <laughs> reading the answer. Honestly, I gave up on doing that. <laughs> I was like, reading the story before I used to. Let's see if I can get this. But like, eh, I'm just gonna read it, see what Batman comes up with. <laughs> yeah. But of course, in the end, Batman's able to outsmart Riddler. And to finally get to the machine that he's looking for, because they're trying to shut down because the military is sending these jets to bomb the location where Riddler's at. But Riddler has the, has the control of those, so he's pretty much going to destroy Gotham with it. So Batman is able to get Riddler and finally punch him and let out all the, <laughs> the frustration he had for what Enigma has done. But, of course, uh, Riddler has uh, he has another ace up his sleeve. So where, uh, for the head, like, there is... A, thing on his chest, <laughs> which was based off some old ancient question mark. And so Batman has to get that off him, and he just takes it off, and the only way to stop it is to pretty much give himself an electrical charge. And it, I should mention, too, how the issue started. It first started with Batman in a hospital about to endure some shock treatment, <laughs> which when I first saw it, I was like, okay, what the heck's going on here? Is this after the storyline, this before? But as you read through it, it finds out that this actually takes place in the past, and then as we see Batman about to shock himself to stop those missiles from firing, he's flashing back to when he was going through the shock treatment. So he realized that that was in the past. And, of course, Batman is able to succeed, and he's later revived by Alfred. But here's where the issue is just made for me, the ending, man. <laughs> it's just a great way to wrap up what's the new origin story for Batman, and just the interaction that Alfred and Batman have here and just how it plays out. I mean, it's a new dynamic that Scott Snyder threw here where before Batman or Bruce went through all his training, he wanted to go through that shock therapy treatment to kind of forget, forget all the stuff that's happened to him and just start a new life that way. So I don't know, just at the same time, it makes for a pretty cool story. But then I always like that idea from 
as a child, Batman knew what he wanted to do from the outset. He knew he wanted to devote his life to fighting crime and avenging his parents' death. So kind of threw me for a loop there. It's not horrible. At the same time, I, I just wish he kind of always had that determination throughout his uh, life ever since his parents died. But the thing that I like most here is when Julie Madison comes, and she comes to me, Bruce, and knows her. They knew each other as uh, high school kids. And Bruce is like, Alfred, like, you know, I can't have both. Like, my life is Batman and have, like, a, a relationship with her and, like, have a family and all that. And what's cool about it is in Alfred's head, he's picturing what Bruce's life would be like if he married. That tripped me out, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what? Yeah. <laughs> it, I was going to say, it's just a great yeah. parallel, like, what if type thing that could have happened in Alfred's head. You see uh, Julie Madison have, they have Bruce have a kid. You see them at the Zorro movie. You see them. As an older man with more kids with a weird mustache that doesn't fit Bruce Wayne. You know, at, at first, for some reason, I thought it was uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne and Bruce, and like, like yeah. if if their if their murders didn't happen or something. Mm. I was like, wait, wait, what? What's going on here? I was like, oh, it's Julie Madison. Yeah, I like how uh, that Bruce is kind of telling Alfred, like, I'll I'll leave it up to you for what you want to do, like with this, like. Like, I'm not going to be with her or anything, but if you just want to just dismiss her or have her introduce me, I won't do anything with it. But So Alfred plays all this out in his head where she introduces or reintroduces Julie to Bruce, and then we see all those, like, what-if type things. But then it comes back to the present. I just love the dialogue here. And, like, it just goes back to Julie Madison saying, oh, like, you were saying, Alfred? And I was like, oh, what? Like, you caught him off guard. And Bruce is already gone. And I just love what he says here. He says, I'm sorry, miss, but I'm afraid – he's spoken for. And then it's just a nice splash page of Batman swinging on the rooftop. It's like... That, that splash page, page was gorgeous. Yes. <laughs> like that. It's just perfect. Like, that's Batman right there. Yes, he does have some relationships with women throughout his career, but you know what his true love is. And that's Batman. And it truly is his life. So, perfect wording and dialogue by Scott Snyder there. And then, like you said, per- awesome splash page by Greg Capullo. And that, just a great way to end what is Batman's new origin story. So... I love how it concluded. Overall, it was a nice ending to the Riddler threat and just uh, Bruce Wayne's story here. So I'm going to give it five out of five, Lord of the Rings Town, that they wow. have no idea what they are. Wow, because, I mean, I pretty much agree with you. Uh, this is the perfect ending for um, for this for this arc and for Batman's origin. And I have to say, Greg Capullo was nailing it on the art. Oh, Not because yeah. of Batman. no. Hear me out first. Okay. Not because of Batman or anything. But for Commissioner Gordon's beard, <laughs> that thing is something holy in Batman mythos. I don't know, that fake Bruce mustache that he had in the Alfred's <laughs> fantasy was pretty good, too. But looking <laughs> yeah, through the book right now, yeah, I can kind of see what you're saying now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, man, great overall run. I like how it concluded. And, yeah, I mean, you, you pretty much said everything, Tim. Damn you. <laughs> you should have first on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I pretty much agree with you. So, I'm not going to give this four and a half out of five, but I'll give this, I mean, five out of five, but I'll give, I'll, I will give this four and a half out of five. Uh, but, purely on Commissioner Gordon's beard and Bruce's mustache. <laughs> so, four and a half out of five towns in Lord of the Rings that Dane has no idea what they are. <laughs> but you do now that I told you. <laughs> but I do now. And I will forget this when I hang up this call. 
But so where would you put Zero Year with uh, Court of Owls and uh, Death of a Family? Where would you rank it? Honestly, I'm going to put Court of the Owls number one. Uh, this arc, Zero Year, uh, number two. And uh, Death of the Family, number three. Uh, you see, kind of torn. I want to put overall, I'd probably say Court of Owls, but the ending, it just didn't <laughs> end in a yeah. satisfying way. I will, say this, I will say this. Zero Year had the best Scott Snyder ending since mm-hmm. the new 52 run. Well, well, I did like the um, uh, the Death of the Family one. Yeah, that was good. But at the yeah. same time, it was like one of those open-ended endings where you kind of yeah, – same thing, different day kind of thing. Yeah, well, Zero Year was just like a nice wrap-up of everything. They don't leave anything hanging, not too yeah. many lingering questions. Just a nice, perfect wrap-up to the overall story. But overall, like, out of all uh, Scott Sanders' work, I, I'm going to have probably have to say that the entire Black Mirror run was my is my favorite overall. Yeah, that was pretty great. <laughs> like, everything from the beginning... That first issue that we got from him, yeah, to uh, the the ending of, unfortunately, the yeah. Detective Comics. Yeah, that whole Joker issue too was great, man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and that cover, man, by yeah, Josh. Still one of the best oh. covers. <laughs> I still want to read Zero Year, uh, all in one sitting, from the first uh, issue of that arc to the last one. I like doing that with all the Scott Snyder stories, so I still got to do that for this one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I realize I can. Really? I can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I just I, I just can't sit down and re- read each individual issue over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll go back and like read from I don't know when, like the Joker issue. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'll I'll go back and read that, and then read the next one, and the next one. Yeah. But not like the whole thing from beginning to end. Not like thirty issues. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just kind of sets. You have some free time, a few hours, but I still want to go back and just read all of Zero Year. I think it's going to be the longest sitting because it was its longest arc, <laughs> I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, like Zero Year, what do you think? I'm actually going to put it as my third, just because there were some issues in there that were. Well, well I mean that that aside, like oh. as as a whole, like individual thing, oh, okay. like Zero Year, the storyline. What do you think? Yeah, I like it a lot. I think it was just a success from the moments we had with the Red Hood gang till the Dark City line with the storm and the power going out, and then the conclusion with Savage City. It all worked together nicely, which is why I want to eventually read them all in one sitting and see how it plays out as one big story. Yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't call it, like, the new definitive. I mean, it is definitive for the new 52, but, like, my favorite new definitive origin It's probably not my favorite, but there was tons of great moments there. I think probably the beginning of it was my favorite Bruce coming back and dealing with the Red Hood gang and Joker as the Red Hood, I thought was all great. All that stuff was really cool. Yeah, and the best part about all of this, the whole Zero Year run, mm-hmm. is um, that Scott Snyder proved me wrong. <laughs> you know, I I didn't think I'll, I'd be looking forward to this. I, I even said this on the podcast yeah, when it was first yeah. announced. Uh, but he proved me wrong yet again. And you know, I, I take back my comments that I said about his upcoming storyline. <laughs> because I'll just get proven wrong. <laughs> so, yeah. I I guess that's it for this episode. So, uh, just go over to tweetaudio.com. You forgot one more. Oh. <laughs> 
I gotta get right. Batman Beyond recap. Oh, your Batman Beyond recap. Okay, go ahead. This one, man. I'll just say this: any DC animated fan, whether it's not just Batman Beyond, Batman the animated series, Justice League, you've got to be reading this issue because it all ties into it. His third arc that Kyle Higgins did for Batman Beyond 2.0 is by far my favorite. By saying something because I like the first two, but this is awesome because. So, so would you say it's? Beyond your expectations. <laughs> Good one. Basically, this arc is a sequel to the Justice League episodes, uh, A Better World, that had the parallel universe Justice League members called the Justice Lords. So it picks up what happens to in that storyline, which is uh, so awesome, because those were two one of my favorite Justice League episodes, those two partners. So how that episode and they got depowered. All the Justice Lord members got depowered, and they got sent back to their own dimension where Lord Batman joined the regular Justice League member side where he was going to, like, look over everything, make sure they're, like, be kept in line. But as we find out in this story arc, there are powers that eventually come back. We learned that that gun Luthor uh, used on them, it was only temporary. The powers would eventually come back. So, it, and it did, and then all war broke out <laughs> when Lord Superman and the rest of the Justice Lords trying to take over. The way our Justice League uh, found out about it was because they were keeping in contact with Lord Batman. They are like, checking in. Is everything okay? Yeah, things are going good. But they lost contact with him, and the portal got closed. So they were eventually able to open it to find out what the heck's going on there. And then they find out there's war, and they try to help Batman out. But then it's like it kept going on and on, and Wonder Woman, the regular Justice League members were needed back in our timeline because of another attack by Mongol. But Wonder Woman decided to stay because... We all knew in Justice League, we were talking about this earlier, she developed a relationship with Batman. But she actually went, had a relationship and eventually fell in love with the Justice Lord Batman because they knew the real Batman really would never commit to it. But this Batman would, being so, like, worn torn and just knowing, having lost everything in this war with, with the other Justice Lords. So Wonder Woman and Batman stay there. And then the story arc for Batman Beyond 2.0, it actually ties in with Justice League 2.0 and Batman Beyond 2.0 was a crossover. So to get the full story, you had to read both titles there. The Justice League one dealt with Wonder Woman coming back to our timeline for the first time. But they really don't know, is this the real Wonder Woman or is this the Justice Lord Wonder Woman kind of playing us just to get ready for another attack? So Superman sends Terry to the other timeline where the Justice League Lords are from to find Lord Batman and figure out, okay, is this the real Wonder Woman or not? What's going on? So when Terry gets there, he actually meets his parallel self, and he has, like, blonde hair. He's a, one of the Jokers. It's just a great dynamic scene, what his life what is like in that parallel universe. And he gets tracked down by Dick Grayson, who's a commissioner, but is under Lord Superman's control, kind of like he has to obey him or he'd be dead. So both Terrys make their way to Wayne Manor, and they find out Justice Lord Batman has been killed. And then if you read the Justice League 2.0, you find out that Wonder Woman and Batman and Justice Lord Superman and Wonder Woman had, like, one final battle. Lord Wonder Woman killed the Justice Lord Batman. And then when the real Wonder Woman found out, she killed uh, Justice Lord Wonder Woman. And so they knew Justice Lord Superman and Wonder Woman had to stop the fighting. So they kind of put up this fake marriage where they agreed to marry each other, but they didn't really love each other. They just did it to stop the war. And during that time, they had a son <laughs> named Zod, and that's why. But he got taken from them by uh, Brainiac, I believe, and to the our current timeline. And so, Wonder Woman goes back to the Justice League 
the real Justice League world or the current timeline, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> the main one, to find their son. That's probably the reason why she went back. But that also lures Superman, Justice Lord, and the rest of the Justice Lords into the, the real universe, and they have another battle with the Justice League Beyond. And then Terry has to make his way back and stop Superman. And he gets this awesome kryptonite Batman Beyond suit, which is just really cool. Almost cooler than the real Batman Beyond suit that he normally wears. Green lighting on there, but it's still with the cool black armor. And this has a great battle sequence with Superman. It's really cool stuff. So, of course, they win in the end. They're able to stop Lord Superman. And they kind of say he's under control. They're not taking him back to his uh, own timeline, but they're going to keep him there. And well, Terry makes one last stop, which is a perfect ending or to the Justice Lord timeline where he's talking with his older self. Not his older self, but his parallel self and his saying. You know, I didn't wasn't completely honest about you when you asked about my father, and he just turns around, and Terry's dad is still alive in that universe, and Terry just like jumps to him and starts crying. This is like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's kind of going back to what happened in the first episode of Batman Beyond. So it was a nice moment there, and then we get to see uh, Dick learns that in that parallel universe, he marries Barbara, and they have a kid together. So there's a lot of cool stuff seeing. What, what was it like in that timeline for the characters you didn't see in those original Justice League episodes? At the same time, finding out what happened to them, because it was kind of left open after those episodes. Like, you just knew they went back to their own timeline, and that was it. But now knowing what happened with it and just seeing how it all played out, just tied in so perfectly. It was like the perfect sequel to that storyline. And like I said, as an animated series fan of Justice League, Batman Beyond, you have to be reading these issues because they're so good. So I'm going to give this one, this whole arc, five out of five Lord of the Rings towns that Dane had no idea what they were called, so definitely got to check it out. And this next arc that I just started looks to be almost even better because it's dealing with the Phantasm, and I can't really wait to see where that goes. So Batman Beyond 2.0 is definitely one of my favorite Batman story arcs going on right now. Probably, you know what, I might even say it might be above Scott Snyder just because I love the animated series universe so much. It's just so good. What's up with you in the five, five out of fives? I know. What does that happen ever? Two fives out of five? <laughs> I know. First you get the... You get the uh, Comic-Con uh, Batman picture, then you get the trailer, then you get the Wonder Woman picture, and then you get uh, Batman number 33, and then you get uh, the Batman Beyond 2.0. Hey, we had a real positive episode. <laughs> I know. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's great to finally have something positive yeah. to talk about. And on a high note for once. <laughs> yeah. Now, this thing sucked. It was terrible. Catwoman, will yeah. never, I will never pick up Catwoman again. Nightwing number 32 or 3, whatever <laughs> that last issue was. So, yeah, so that is finally it. Right, Tim? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so, just go over to uh, tweakedaudio.com, and if you place an order, or if you need new headphones and stuff, you can go there and buy headphones. So, um if you place an order, you can enter the promo code TVUSAVES and you can get 30, 33% off your entire order and free. What wide shipping, Tim? Worldwide shipping. Okay. Next is going to be universe shipping. So. <laughs> universe shipping, yeah. So so you can deliver a package to, like, uh, Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> Have it delivered free. to the ring. <laughs> okay. For free. Um, so, yeah. All you gotta do is just go over to tweakedaudio.com and do your uh, little search and uh, check out. So, uh, also, go over to thebatmanuniverse.net and pretty soon, pretty soon, uh, maybe I shouldn't say. Yeah, we'll, we'll announce it when later on. I was more close, so we're allowed to. We'll leave that to Dustin. Though. Yeah, there you go. 
Yeah. Because no way... Well, we can say whatever... See, this is the thing about bat fans. This is why I love bat fans without pants and socks and it's too much waist. Because nobody listens. So <laughs> we can say whatever we want and we can talk about whatever we want for however long we want. And nobody complains. Or this could be the one episode where we got more listeners than ever. Then they send an email to Dustin. Yeah. This is happening. And then they're like, what do you guys do? Then we get kicked off. <laughs> I... I I doubt that, but I mean, I, I mean, we could say like Dustin is going to give us, give everybody that goes to the site a hundred dollars out of his own pocket, and nobody will hear that. Except so, the main big three, of course. Oh yeah, they'll, Alex, they'll Corbin, and Jay. They would be disappointed without a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, just uh, go over to BatmanUniverse.net and you can follow follow the. Batman Universe on Facebook. I I can't re- remember what Facebook is. I I can't ever they really remember. They don't have anything. There's likes. It's mainly like if you want to like the page. That's the term, I guess. Oh, okay. So I should say you can like the Batman Universe Facebook page at facebook.com/slash the Batman Universe, and you can follow the Batman Universe at and the uh, Twitter handle <laughs> is at Batman Universe, and you can follow all of us on Twitter. And our Twitter handle, or Tim's Twitter handle, is at TimG311. I don't know what the 311 stands for, <laughs> and the Tim and the G. Um, and you can follow me. I don't tweet. I rarely tweet. I think I only have, like, four tweets <laughs> or something. Even though I have, like, 50-something followers. <laughs> like, no reason. <laughs> and they're usually just replies uh, to my tweets. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't talk with anybody else except for Tim on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, and when you can just text me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to, it, if you need another Twitter follower, uh, because I'll follow you back. Um, Same with me. Unless you have those bot accounts that has like oh, no, no, no. thousand followers and like yeah. the interest is like topics are nothing that I like. <laughs> this is those yeah. things. Yeah, if you're a bot, just don't do it to us. Yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. Uh, if you want to follow me, or if you need another follower, just follow me at Dane Says Banana. So, uh, you can also find us on iTunes, and you can rate and review us on iTunes. We need that 12th, man. We need that 12th review. You know, we, you know, we all know you don't like those odd numbers. No. Gotta get to the evens. And plus two, it's two ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that just looks weird. So, just give us a review if you'd like. If you have some spare time, just, 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 just say we love Dane and Tim. That's all you need to say. I love Dane, Dane and Tim, and Dane and Tim love me. So <laughs> See, you have it all written out for them, so they don't have to do anything. Yeah. So, so just take that into your little review, and you can post it, and we we will be even again until we get another review, and it becomes odd. <laughs> Lucky number thirteen. So, uh, yeah, just rate and review us, please, and uh. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at batfanswithoutpants at gmail.com. You know what? That's a bad email address because we're changing our name yearly. <laughs> so, it's kind of a bad idea. It's going to be super long at the end. But, uh, yeah, batfanswithoutpants at gmail.com. And I'm you said you were going to mention it the last time. <laughs> you know what? I'll just mention it for kicks and giggles because... Nobody's going to follow us or like us. Uh, but, yeah, we have a Facebook page, and you can 
follow it. Like it. Like it on uh, at uh, facebook.com slash podcast. So with that, everybody, we love you. Even if you're a new listener, even if this is your first time listening to this podcast, male or female, we love you. So if you're ever feeling lonely in this world, just know that there's two people that love you. So we love you, everybody. Right, Tim? We sure do. Why don't you sound more, uh, dead? <laughs> I sound like the emperor right there. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Watch. <laughs> On eight. Uh, one zero. One zero. Oh, man. Hopefully, uh, Casmir, I mean, not Casmir, but I'm tired.